of God's heart, the things of God's kingdom is supposed to be something that is always a part of what we talk about. It's who we are. And we're always sharing it. And it's so much a part of who we are that it's like we we have it as a sign on our hands. We have it before our eyes on the doorpost of our house. Because God knows that the faith of the parents are poured into the children. The faith of one generation needs to be transferred to the other generation. No matter what you experienced last year, we can all agree that 2020 was hard in many ways. In today's edition of Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel shares that this new year can be one of restoration for you, your family, and your community. You'll discover that as God works in your heart, you have the opportunity to share that with the people around you. God will transform others as you open up about how He's worked in your life. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, as he continues his message, A Year of Restoration. But in order for God to do the work he wants to do, he uses and leverages our mistakes and all the issues of our culture and our world. And so sure enough, he says, When that happens, then we're going to call upon him and we're going to go and we're going to pray to him and then he's going to listen to us and he says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. See, something was going to happen in the hearts of the children of Israel while they were in Babylon that all of a sudden their hearts were going to be inclined to the Lord. They were going to seek after the Lord. They were going to call upon him. They were going to seek after him with all of their hearts and when they did that, God said, hey, you're going to find me when you do that. And in a lot of ways, I think that all that we've gone through as a culture, all that we've gone through as a church, it's caused a lot of us to seek God like we never have before. It also has caused, unfortunately, a lot of us to stop seeking God, just trying to deal with all that's going on. But, but listen, when we seek God and we search for him with all of our hearts, then we're going to find him. And it says, and I will be found by you, says Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've driven you and I will bring you back to this place to which I called you to be carried away. See, really what he's saying is like, you've been away, but I'm going to bring you back and then I'm going to do this work. I'm going to restore you to the land and I'm going to restore all that's going on. And obviously the books of Ezra and Nehemiah and all the subsequent books And obviously at the time of Jesus, the children of Israel were still in the land. So our God is a God of restoration. And I believe that what God wants to do in 2021 is he wants to do a great bringing, not back to what it used to be, but restoring it to what it's never been before. I believe God wants to leverage all that we've experienced individually, as families, as a church, as a community, as a world, as a culture, I believe he wants to do a great work. And I believe that this year of restoration is all about that. Now, to kind of get into some more specifics, we're really gonna be looking through this in kind of three different areas. First, we're gonna be looking at restoring the soul. 
You know, we wanna be restoring the soul. So really what this is talking about is that us as individuals, I think that 2020 has had a, a, a very, I mean, and not only do I think this, I mean, the research is bearing it out right now, has had a significant impact on just human happiness and human feelings of wholeness. If you look around, almost everyone I know is struggling. I mean, I, I've never seen more than I do right now, people saying, hey, it's, it's okay to not be okay. I think with everything that's gone on, I think there has been a hardening in a sense of the souls of a lot of people. People have gotten callous towards God. People have gotten callous towards their family members. I mean, divorce rates are, are shooting through the roof right now. Children are struggling right now. You know, all these different things are going on. I think that the, the divisiveness of the presidential election, I think the presidential election just kind of gave a, a stage for the fleshliness of our culture. And, and, and literally people don't know how to talk to one another anymore. That's why so much here at Crossroads, I've been, I've been really pressing on as Christians, we hold our politics personally and passionately, but Jesus always calls us to love. He always calls us to be joyful and peacemakers. He always calls us to be gentle and kind, right? But what I've found is that in a lot of ways, all the pressure and all the stress and all the uncertainty and all the fear and all the political things, it's really done major damage on people. And so we're gonna be focusing as a church family on rebuilding both wholeness and happiness in our own lives. This reminds me, of course, of 3 John verse two, a classic verse which says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your souls prosper. See, I love this. God is interested in wholeness for all of us, for, for us to prosper in every area of our life, not just in the spiritual things. It's not like, well, listen, you know, you're born again, you're ready for heaven, and then, you know, your relationships, they're rough, and, and the way you treat people you don't agree with, that's all messed up, and, you know, your, your finances are all jacked up, and your health's all, your physical health's all jacked up. No, God wants us to prosper in all ways just as we're prospering spiritually. So the question for each one of us is, what does it look like for you to restore your soul? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think to yourself right now, when was a time when I was doing spiritually better than I'm doing right now? Now, for all of us, I'm sure we can say, oh yeah, then. What were you doing then? This is Jesus' counsel to the, to the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter two. He says, I, you know, you're doing all these things, but... I have this against you, you've left your first love. And he says, I want you to, to repent and I want you to return. I want you to do the first works again. So was there a time when you were spiritually more vibrant than you are right now? God wants to do a work there in each one of our lives. Now, I, I do want to say this because I, I think it's important to say, you know, it is a, this is a message about what the Lord, we believe the Lord is doing, but also about the Crossroads family. I just want to thank all of you I realize that 2020, as we're moving into 2021, it's been a very complicated year. And by and large, as a church family, we have done, you have all done so amazing. Like me and the other pastors on our staff, our, our board, you've been really extraordinary. You know, I've talked to lots of pastors and lots of churches have gotten ripped apart. Lots of people have been very, very angry. And, and, and so many of you have done such an extraordinary job of being 
flexible. You know, we've asked you to do things that maybe you wouldn't do for yourself and you don't know that we should, but you're willing to do that. And I just want to personally thank you for that. In the midst of that though, also had a lot of people get very, very upset with me and very, very upset with us. Got, uh, I got more angry correspondence in 2020 than I have in my entire ministry life. And it's a small percentage and I'm not looking for pity, but like, you know, I'm sorry that all that went on went on. But what I am constantly learning from Jesus is that when I resist what God is doing, whether I like it or not, I always have to find someone to get angry at. And I realize that for many people, I, I might be an easy target because I say, oh, okay, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna meet in a big top for the summertime or we're gonna ask you to wear masks or whatever it is. And so I wanna just thank you because really by and large, by percentages, it's been like, we're doing great as a church and God is doing huge things. And even in the midst of all of this, but I also realize that right now, people are really feeling pretty crispy. People are feeling pretty fried. And so I want to encourage you, what does it look like for you to restore your soul? Now listen, it's a brand new year. So are you reading through the Bible with us? It's right there on the Crossroads mobile app. We have a Bible reading plan. We want you to read along. That can read it to you. Listen, as we're starting this year, one of the best ways that we want to help you restore your soul, we want everybody in a community group. I want you to make a plan. What's your vision to restore your soul? I'll be honest with you. There's been a number of things that I've had to do over the last year just to keep myself feeling vibrant spiritually in the midst of all the stuff that's going on. But you have to have a plan. And as a church family, we want to come alongside of you. We want to join you in what God wants to do. Because God doesn't want to just be like, man, there was a time when I was really doing good spiritually and now maybe not so good. But really, what we want is we want to say, God, there might be a time when I, I thought I was doing spiritually better. But Lord, what does your vision for me having a restored soul look like? What does it look like for me to walk in that future and a hope? What does it look like for me to seek you and search for you and pray for you so that I might find you, Lord? So we want to focus on restoring the soul. The second step for us is we want to really work on restoring the family. We want to work on restoring the family. Now, what I mean by that is we always talk here at Crossroads about how God brings us from an individual and then he invites us into something greater and then something greater. And so in God's plan and in God's economy, the restoration of a, of a soul of an individual then leads to a restoration or a fresh work that God wants to do to bring to an improved condition the next layer, and that would be our families. Now, I'm speaking specifically of working on doing a great rebuild of our homes and also of our church family. So God invites us not only to be individuals, but then he invites us into the next layer, which would be our physical, our biological families, our, our, our tribe, the people that we spend a lot of time with, and then also our church family. And, and, I, and I mean this in the sense that because of all that's gone on, we have a great rebuild ahead of us whether it's a personal rebuild, restoring our souls, but then the rebuild of what does it look like to help our families to function better. All the stress, the distant learning, all these different things, it's put a lot of stress on our homes. It's put a lot of stress on our churches. And God wants us to be up for the rebuild to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to do? And so as I was thinking about God's desire for a family that's restored, of course, I thought about that beautiful passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verses four to nine. It says, Hear, O Israel, 
the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as the frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now you think about that. It's the great Shema prayer. Hear, that's the word Shema. When it says, hear, O children of God, those who are governed by God. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. There's only one God. And that God you should love with all that you are, heart, soul, strength, and mind. Of course, Jesus grabbed that and he rolled that out as the greatest commandment. And then he says, your word that I command you shall be in your heart. So we talked about all of that as part of restoring the soul, us worshiping more, seeking the Lord, being in his word, growing. But then it moves immediately to teaching them to our children, to, to investing them in our families, investing them in other people. And what I love about this is says, when you're investing it, you should be talking about this all the time. When you're going to sleep, when you're rising up. Like the idea is that like the things of God's heart, the things of God's kingdom is supposed to be something that is always a part of what we talk about. It's who we are. And we're always sharing it. And it's so much a part of who we are that it's like we, we have it as a sign on our hands. We have it before our eyes on the doorposts of our house. Because God knows that the faith of the parents are poured into the children. The faith of one generation needs to be transferred to the other generation. And in a lot of ways, one of the things that God wants to do in all of our lives is he wants us to learn how to share what God is doing in our life to build up the people around us. And specifically both our our church and in our homes. Now, I I think one of the things that's gone on in this year is that for a lot of us, we realize that we've allowed the church to take the place spiritually of parents investing in their kids. See, one of the things that that I, I, I love Crossroads kids. I love Crossroads students. I got kids there. And I'm so grateful for it. But I realize they're not supposed to be the primary spiritual driver of encouragement in my kids' life. Me and my bride are. And the church is supposed to come alongside and help with that. So let me ask you, what does family devotions look like for you? See, one of the things that we do is at night after dinner, we'll pull out the Crossroads mobile app and whatever the Bible reading plan was, we'll actually listen to it as a family and then just talk about it. So simple, right? Making sure that we're praying with our kids about what's going on. You know, my bride Lynn and I, About seven months ago, we started having a marriage night once a week where we focused in on our marriage because we realized in all the things that were going on, we wanted to make sure that in the stress of everyone being home and all these different things, we wanted to make sure that we were taking care of our marriage. I know for a lot of you right now, your marriage is struggling. You guys, you and your spouse have been on top of each other, you know, and not in a good way, you know, with all the things that are going on and and, and you're struggling to communicate. And listen, you got to work on that. But as God is doing a work of restoring our souls, he wants to do a work of restoring our homes. And I'm not just talking about doing work projects at your house. I'm not talking about the physical structure. I'm talking, what does it look like? How does God want to build up your family so that it's strong? See, God wants to give you a vision for that through our Crossroads Families Ministries. We want to help you do that. We've been trying to do everything we can to help come alongside because we want every home to be a church. 
We want to redeem the home so that it be the primary discipleship unit. And as our homes are being built up, then our church is being built up. Now, here's the deal. And I, and, and I realize that we're, even where we are right now, we're not out of the woods with this pandemic. And I realize that there are lots of you, you're watching online right now, and Crossroads is your home, and you haven't been here in a year. And listen, we are not upset with you for that. We only want you to be able to come back on campus when you feel comfortable. But here's the deal. Don't stay away forever. Because one of the things that's going on right now is for a lot of people are saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to church. Excuse me? Listen, you can't be a Christian without being a part of the church because Jesus calls us out of our rebellion and he calls us into the church. And it's not only about you receiving at church, but we're a body and we receive and we give. We're all teachers and students. We all are fully engaged family members where there's a part that God wants you to play. Now, I realize that over this year, and I, I mean, who knows what's gonna go down in 2021, but I'm here to tell you that when you are away or disengaged from the church, the church suffers because you bring vital giftings that God has entrusted to you as part of the Crossroads family. So you need to start saying, okay, how am I going to re-engage? So even right now, you, you, could be, you could be watching online. Are you in a digital small group? You should be. That's one of the ways you get to build up the body. Have you still been generous? So many of you have been. Thank you so much for that. But what does it look like for us to be able to, to as things start meeting again, as, as at some point kids are going to start meeting again, students are going to start meeting again, men's and women's. We have all these things that we're going to be rebuilding all of these ministries and God wants you to be a part of it. But you have to have that vision who, of not only does God want to restore my soul, but God wants to restore the family, the church family and my own physical family. What does that look like for you? We're going to be focusing on that this year. And then finally, we're going to be working on restoring the community. We need to rebuild the community around us. In case you haven't noticed, our community's struggling. Talk to people all over the place, just businesses struggling, right? Crime is up. We have all these, we have unrest. You know, I was talking to some of the folks where my kids are at school, struggling. So as you move out from God doing a work of restoration as individuals and then into our physical families and our church family, then we need to keep our eyes open to the world around us. And really what we're gonna be focusing on is rebuilding the cause of the gospel, the work of evangelism, and also community engagement. I'm talking about you at your school, you at your job, you in the places that, you're, that you do entertainment. You know, everything needs to get restored. And I believe that God wants to use the Crossroads family in beautiful and very unique ways as God is doing a work of restoration in our souls and he's building up our families and he's continuing to build up the Crossroads family as a church family. And then we move built up into the world. And before you know it, we are now looking at our jobs and businesses as ministries. And we're there to do the work of ministry while we also accomplish very specific tasks. We go to our schools and we start to see what's going on in our school. We see all the areas where there's places of pain in our community. And we see Jesus inviting us into it to take that next step. I was just talking with Pastor Stewart 
our, our pastor over love now and he was like, I just can't wait to be unhindered to go do the things that we want to do. We're so passionate about what God wants to do through the Crossroads family in our community and in our world that we actually, we, we have a, a new uh, leader coming on staff, Ricky Franco. You're all going to love him. And Ricky's going to be focusing on uh, our young adults and also love now locals so that we can continue to take greater and greater steps in our local community so that Pastor Stewart can really focus on the global stuff as he's doing all the different things that he's doing because we want the Crossroads family to do such an extraordinary job of bringing restoration to our community. And there's gonna be, there already is extraordinary opportunities. We already, week in and week out, month in and month out, as a church family, we see God using us in amazing ways. I mean, you know, just, you look at all that went on in, in 2020. We've still seen huge numbers of people come to know Jesus through this ministry. In, on campus and online and on TV and on the radio through DFM. We've seen so many people get interested in Jesus through the ministry that we're doing, all the different things that we have going on, all the social media, all the different stuff that we have going on. We've still been reaching on into our community, alleviating medical debt. We've been working with foster families and, and foster care system and our over and above offering is gonna, it's gonna have a huge impact. We're still working, partnering with schools, all these different things that we're always doing. We still, Second Saturday is still running every single month. All these opportunities for us to engage. And it's really important for us as we're in this year of restoration for us to engage even more fully in it. What's God's vision for you to be sharing the good news of Jesus both with words and with actions? Of course, all this reminds me of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. The Great Commission. Oh, if you don't know and love this passage, you need to, you need to memorize this. Listen to what Jesus said. It's, the la- it's literally the last things he says in Matthew's gospel. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all these things that I command you. And lo, I am with you always even until the end of the age. See, I love that because Jesus, he bookends what he's saying with, I have all authority everywhere and I'm always gonna be with you. So Jesus has complete authority and his presence will always be with us. And then in the middle, we get our marching orders that we are supposed to make disciples of every nation. That means make disciples of people who are here locally, make disciples of people who are across the globe. And we do it by going, by teaching them to be obedient to all things that Jesus commands. And then of course, to to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in a lot of ways, that's the work that God has called all of us to do. That's what he wants us to be involved in. And in this year of restoration, we are gonna be restoring not only us as individuals, not only our family and our church family, but also into our community. And I believe that God wants to use you. I believe that, and I know you might be saying right now, but Fusco, I mean, that might be great, but I mean, how could God use me? Listen, God loves to take the foolish things of the world and compel them wise. God's looking for people who are available. And as we move into this new year and as this year takes shape and as things start to change, my prayer and my hope is that the life that you are designing as you're coming out of restrictions and all these different things and your kids at some point go back to school or whatever it is, that you make sure that you design, this is how God wants to use me in this. 
And before you know it, we'll come out the other end of all this by the end of 2021 and we'll say, look at what the Lord has done. So I'm excited to be on this journey with each one of you. Jesus is Thanks for joining Pastor Daniel today in his study of God's Word here on Jesus Is Real Radio. There's more to learn from this series called Restoration, so be sure to tune in next time. Before we wrap up our time together today, I want to remind you that Pastor Daniel's book, Crazy Happy, is going to release next week. That's right, on Tuesday, February 16th. You'll have the chance to read about finding deep happiness. Let's have Daniel tell you more. Thanks, Josh. I am so stoked that next week is almost here. Why? Because next week is the release of my new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life, where I unpack God's keys to deep and lasting happiness right in the middle of the crazy world we live in. I think you're going to love the personal stories, insights, and deep discussions we will get into in this book. And it all comes from some pretty powerful stuff that Jesus and the Apostle Paul shared with us. Don't miss out on this how-to manual for going from crispy and burnt out to joyful and living the beautiful life God designed you for. Josh is here to tell you how you can get your copy right now. There's still time to pre-order Crazy Happy. If you haven't yet, now is the time to take advantage of that option. Just go to danielfusco.com for a list of retailers and websites where you can pre-order and check out the bonuses we're offering. You can even read a free sample chapter. Again, go to danielfusco.com. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio. 